Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. This is episode 59. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. To run organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadshakeHealth.com for more. Today, for episode 59, I'll be talking to Molly Parker and Natasha Wilch about their exciting new partnership to treat concussions. Okay, Natasha, can you just please introduce yourself and talk about how you're involved with concussions? Yeah, so my name is Natasha Wilch, and I'm a registered physical therapist in Canada. Uh, and I own a multidisciplinary clinic called Symphony Rehab. Um, I'm a big proponent of collaborative care We're and people working together Where? to help people reach their goals. And so that was my dream when I built my clinic. Where did you um, where, where in Canada are you? I'm in Nanaimo, British Columbia. Okay. Yeah. So um, I started working with concussions, oh gosh, several years ago. <laughs> Symphonies opened, uh, we opened our brick and mortar clinic in 2016. Um, and I've kind of, concussions fascinated me and I loved it because they were so unique to each individual person. There was absolutely no cookie cutter plan you could do to treat an individual with a concussion. And I love that. I love the puzzle. But I also love being able to help people take steps forward in their lives. That's really important to me. Um and so I kind of started down this educational rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and I am now, I'm training, I'm a neurological physiotherapist. I am working through my fellowship in functional neurology with a with a more of a focus in concussion and TBI. I'm vestibular trained, I'm acupuncture trained, I'm AIMS trained, I'm Bobath trained, chronic pain, a lot. And so I have all these different tools and, and things and opportunities and knowledge that I draw from every time I treat an individual with concussion. So uh, I don't know, I kind of through all of those different different uh, disciplines that you're familiar with, but uh, what, how are you, how are you, let's see, you neurologically trained, what's your 
what's your your background your your new no your your bola say let's say bola let's start with bobeth what does that mean Bobeth is a type of, uh, so not so much to treat my concussions, Bobeth is a type of neurological assessment and treatment. So it's a framework um, that I use and that will apply a lot of the time when I'm treating some of my movement disorder clients okay. or some of my strokes or my Parkinson's or things like that. You're right. Okay. And yeah. before I get that, because that's all, I mean, that's just been all the different trainings, fascinating stuff. But uh, Molly Parker was here in episode 50. Beginning of January. And uh, for those who, I guess maybe some people may not remember the podcast exactly. So Molly, could you give a brief, give a brief, a brief background about you and how you met Natasha and why you are now also in an MOBC? Yeah. Yeah, so Nick and I did an episode back in January. So I'll just be brief if, you know, for those who don't know, but um, yeah, those so my name is Molly Parker, and I, sorry, I was saying those people can go listen to the podcast. Yeah, definitely go back to listen <laughs> episode fifty, landmark. Um, so I'm a physical therapist. I am American, and my background was pretty much in orthopedics, but we also did this kind of subspecialty in town where we got a lot of the difficult cases. And so it would end up being folks kind of in that sensitive nervous system realm, um, chronic pain, autoimmunes, things like that. So my background kind of right out of school was we did a lot of collaborative care because we needed to work with other healthcare providers in the area. And then just really getting to that understanding kind of those deeper levels and those deeper systems that were often missed. Um, and then I became interested in concussions because I had my own. I got hit by a car as a pedestrian in 2011. And I thought I was lucky. I just had a concussion, like air quotes. And it just kind of unraveled. And I ended up down this really long journey um, getting worse for years before I really started to meet people who knew what they were doing. Um, and so now I've progressed quite a bit. Um, I'm at the point where it's like um, very specific and putting it all together. You really need someone who knows their stuff. So Natasha and I met actually through social media. We jokingly met through Instagram. Um, we had a mutual colleague who um, and who treated me who they did Parkinson's retreats together. And so we were both really interested in and we started, you know, bouncing ideas off each other a lot and just being friends. Um, and then after I had this past October made a lot of improvement with treatment, was doing really well, kind of sunk my last dime into it, um, and ended up getting exposed to mold and my whole, I have a movement disorder with my, um, concussion, so my whole body freaked out and I was kind of like, what on earth am I going to do? And Natasha being who she is, uh, here. Oh, one thing that I think we'll, we'll treat you, we'll get everything going. And so I came up here and she is just one of those rare people that really knows how to put it all together. Um, and it's beautiful on this little island, even though we're quarantined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> okay, and uh, you guys are doing a, uh, you guys combined for, you are, I can see you're still talking there now, but I can hear you, Molly, your reception is a bit wonky or mine is or somebody's is but uh that looks better 
well, use this time. I'll ask Natasha more about your your uh, your your journey to to not just concussions but physiotherapy and and that. Yeah. So I kind of came to physiotherapy in, in two realms, two ways, to be honest. So my, I had a cousin I was very close to who was in a, a dirt biking accident in his early twenties. Um, and he became uh, a quadriplegic from it. Ooh. And so when we would talk, he's an amazing man, he's good. But when he would share with me about his rehab and the people that, um, that really pushed him and, and kept him going and kept him motivated. He talked about his physiotherapists no. and he talked about how that rehab team was such an important, important core group in his, in his recovery and his journey. And is that what got you interested in this cooperative rehab, this therapy, that's just not just one, just a single physiotherapist, just a bunch of physios and OTs and psychologists and, Space therapists and all that—is that why you got involved with that? Um, well, the, he's the reason I got involved with physio because yeah. he would talk a lot about his physiotherapists working with him and his OTs. Um, but after I graduated physio school, I actually worked in the hospital, so I've done a lot. So I worked in the hospital system in acute care. Okay. Um, I worked in rehab. I worked in the emergency department. I worked in pediatrics. Um, I did a I did a whole bunch of stuff in that beginning stage, and I've always liked working as a team. I've always been a bit of a team player and, and love getting multiple heads together to figure things out. And where you really see that as being crucial is in, in that acute care setting for sure. Because if the whole team doesn't come together to help a client in their health journey and discharge planning, it falls apart. Um, and so seeing how important that was in the acute care setting, to me, people's goals don't end when they leave the hospital. Right. Um, and so there's, to me, that, that collaboration and that care needed to continue within the community as well. And it's just like we talked about earlier, it's just easier to facilitate that when you're all under the same roof. It's just true enough, yeah. And it's, that's, that goes well with uh, concussions because not only do they not, the concussion, concussion and neurological care not end with the hospital, it just, it just, it, that's just the beginning of it really. And, uh. And yeah, and Molly and Natasha, you guys are both working towards together to to produce say this webinar you're doing soon or on the when is it? When are you participating? When is this webinar webinar going out? It'll be on the next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. And what's the webinar called? And what are you doing? Why? Is, what's the webinar about? What's it about? All about the whole thing. Yeah, Natasha and I, you know, we both, you know, share this love of concussions and she's someone who, you know, every day in her clinic, she's seeing people, you know, going through it and struggling and hearing the stories that I experience in my own recovery. And both of us really want to work towards um, making concussion recovery just a bit easier for everyone involved. Up. It's going to be next Friday, April 10th. Take you through three things that you can apply to your recovery today to help make a positive impact in it. So it's actionable. You'll be able to listen to it and immediately apply it into your recovery. And we would absolutely love for you guys to come and join us. Perfect. Well, I definitely will. I'll be there. And uh, Natasha, can you give us a, uh, maybe a sneak preview of what those uh, three things 
Alright, I guess I know now without giving away now I don't know doing your webinar, but uh <laughs> you know. What do you, what did generally what are you talking about in general? What's the uh what is the theme what are you what are the areas you're gonna touch on? Well, so, uh, let's just say that I think what happens a lot in in, in concussion recovery is that people get used to passive treatment. And by that, I mean people get used to needing to take medication or rely on people doing things to them as a form of treatment, um, which can be very, I mean, don't get me wrong, it can be super helpful in people's lives. Um, The three things we're going to teach are things that individuals can do on themselves to make their own changes in the recovery, to empower them and to take some of that control back that they're in charge of and knowing that this is truly something they've done actively to continue to move them forward in their recovery. So how did, so Molly, when you and Natasha met, did, was it, how much did she, did she know about, or Natasha, I guess, maybe a better question, better question for you. How did your view of concussion treatment and what you have to do and how you understood it? When you met Molly, who was a physiotherapist who also had a concussion, how did that? How did you analyze that differently? That situation differently, or did you analyze differently? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sorry, Nick, what, can you repeat the question? Yeah, I'm just trying a, to... It was a jumbled question, so don't worry. If you don't understand it, because I don't understand it. Because where am I as a physiotherapist who had a concussion, and you did you studied concussions in your, in your, not theory, I don't say in theory, it makes it sound like it's nothing, but like, and you studied them in school, but speaking to someone and doing someone who's actually a physiotherapist knows what the, knows the, the general guidelines, but is also a concussion, concussion survivor, I guess is what they call it. Yeah. But uh, how did, how is, how is that different? Did you treat Molly? How is that different in how I treat in how I treat in assessment? Yeah, Molly compared to say the non-physio. Yeah, so it doesn't change how I assess Molly. No, but it can change how Molly and I can communicate. Right. That's so right. because Molly has that physical therapy training and she understands physio and she understands concussion, I can be very I can be a bit more academic, let's say, in my in the way I address things. And when I tell her certain issues, she understands what I mean right away. Whereas for other clients, um, I may have to explain it a bit differently. Yeah. But in terms of my assessment, how I assess Molly is the same that way I go through the, my same process. As I assess everyone else, because although Molly is is a friend and a colleague and a physical therapist, she's still also someone who's recovering from concussion. And so I want to make sure that when I assess her, I cover all those domains that I know I need to cover and I don't skip something because I think that she should know it because of her background, because oh, that wouldn't be fair to her. Point, yeah. and it's been nice for me because then I can just take a step back and be a patient for once in my life and not have to like keep track of someone and I still like Natasha did my assessment and guys if you're in the area like she's awesome and she does telehealth um but <laughs> I like she did a few things that one no one had ever done on me and like she did a couple things <laughs> her clinic is like so cutting edge and some of the stuff they did I haven't actually had anyone do with me before so I learned a ton from her in like every treatment I'm like what is this <laughs> <laughs> like even though I like I, this is what I do and I live and breathe it, I still learn constantly. Actually, I was gonna ask you about that, Molly, because uh, your your you say your Instagram page, your social media, and uh, you 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 do post a lot about concussion, the different tricks and tips. And uh, what uh -huh. did did you learn anything about concussions? Like, have you learned? I mean, as you learned in your in your background through your own study of your own concussion, but uh, how has doing that assisted in your, in your own recovery? Um, I think the Instagram and yeah, I mean, mean like a few prongs because one, it's connected me to some really amazing people uh, yeah. like Natasha being one of them um, that I don't know that I would have had access to. I had one time where I was stuck in my recovery and I actually had someone on Instagram reach out to me and be like, hey, I think you might be interested in like X, Y, Z and it ended up being extremely helpful for oh, me. Um, so there's kind of that piece. There's the piece of like, it's very cathartic for me to kind of write out some of the really 
bad times in my recovery um, and have it help other people. Um, And then it's like, it's a constant learning curve for me. Like every time I think I've got like a little bit of of a handle on like just the concussion world, I learned something else and realize I could spend the rest of my life like working on this stuff and still, you know, not know everything there is. No, but it got to the point where, yeah, at the point in my recovery about six years in where movement disorder had calmed down and we started to get me back on the bike and my heart rate was really high and really erratic. And the therapist I was at at the time wasn't sure why. And I already knew what it was because of mostly through Instagram, like I, cause yeah. I would see these posts of other people and it was pots and I'd see posts around other people and I'd research what it is and, you know, read some of the academic stuff. And so when I had it in myself, I was able to recognize it immediately and then immediately know who I needed to go to for care. Um, and now it's not something I deal with anymore, but I had it for years. And so it's just, Instagram, when you, social media, when you use it the way it's meant to be used, um, can really be a positive thing and connect you to a lot of other people and ideas. And yeah, I love it. And uh, Natasha, you and my fourth up, this is, a, this is great. Um, did you have much the, uh, experience with, say, POTS or uh, any other? There's POTS and there's one more that I talked to, Lauren Zayas. We talked about POTS and... And dysautonomia. Yeah. Do you have, have you experienced, both, either of you have experience with that before, or before concussions or after, or just in general? Yeah, I did actually have experience with POTS before, before I started treating concussions. And, you know, it's important to know that POTS is a type of dysautonomia. Right. But it's not all dysautonomia. And right? POTS so dysautonomia. POTS, I've this with a postural. Postural something. Orthostatic tachycardia. Tachycardia syndrome. I know. Yeah. I knew PT in this, but no. What's that again? Postural orthostatic. Orthostatic. Tachycardia syndrome. So most people that have POTS can't stand upright without being extremely dizzy. Yeah. Right. Or there's to some level, right? There's varying degrees of POTS. And it's. I think it's important to know that not... Every, not every dysautonomia case has to be POTS. Right. There's varying levels. Because remember, dysautonomia is just that imbalance and kind of dysregulation between your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So the fight or flight guys or the rest and digest. Yeah. And so, yes, short answer to your question is I actually treated POTS before I treated concussion. And so for me with my concussion clients, it's actually, it's quite easy for me to identify when POTS is an issue or dysautonomia is an issue, which in, well, Molly has shared in her history, she's dealt with POTS. We see it quite often. Did you, sorry, Molly, did you see it before? Before you experienced no, it, say. I didn't know what it, no, didn't know what it was until I experienced it, and then I experienced it for several years before I realized yeah. that's what it was. I thought I was having seizures because I used to uh, I'd be upright, which now I'm like hindsight twenty twenty, um, <laughs> but cognitive impairment and all that involves, um, and I'd be upright and I would feel like the. Um, my vision would occlude, so it would start to go black, and I would feel myself kind of falling backwards like I was going to pass out, and then I would kind of come to, so to speak, and I would still be carrying on conversation sometimes. Uh, the people I was talking to didn't notice at all, and I really felt like I was just hovering in and out of consciousness a lot of times when I was upright, 
Um, and so for years, you know what it was? I thought it would be seizures, but it really didn't fit into any bucket. Um, and then I'd read a little bit about POTS. I was familiar with it. And then by the time I actually had a heart rate monitor on, on an exercise equipment and stood up and did that exercise it equipment, it very blatant to me what it was. It just it uh, goes from spikes, spikes, spikes. All right, yeah. spikes, and then so you, I used that's to, it, fall over. Yeah, so I'd be like at rest 100 beats per minute, and then I would stand up to like the dishes, and I'd be 180 which is oh. extremely high. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But so I learned about it through all the concussion stuff. I did not treat it before. And did you know anything about uh, seeing Natasha's new, uh, Natasha's favorite uh, telehealth? How did you, do you have much experience doing physiotherapy through telehealth? Or is this Natasha's? Can I brag about her? You, you can. You, well, <laughs> that's a terrible Natasha Wilch is. <laughs> the 2017 Entrepreneur of the Year for Canada, all over the country. Nice. For, and she won that for being an innovator in telehealth. So that's her introduction. <laughs> now it's all you, Natasha. Now follow that up. So, yeah, so we started doing, I started researching telehealth in, well, I started researching it probably 2016. Um, the thing, I'm kind of an out-of-the-box thinker, Nick. I always think that there's a, I'm always looking for the best way to serve my clients and, and our communities. And I'm a, I'm a physiotherapist as well for an online health and fitness and mindset community. And we had women from all over the world in that group. And I felt like I needed to find a better way to help them. And then I also had clients, because we're a bit of a specialized clinic with the neuro and the concussion we do, I would have people that would travel from quite a distance to come and see me and I needed a way to follow up with them. <laughs> um, so that in 2017, we launched our telehealth services. And so we've been doing it since then, both in for clients that are 100% telehealth because they live in areas where they don't have access to care. Yeah. Like and the then upstate, also like in a bit upstate. of up, like, yeah. north of BC is a, uh... No, it's it's a BC is a big province and there's a lot of and you you're on an island and it's difficult to get to yeah. but uh, again you must must be very helpful helpful for them to be able to access yeah. you even though they live in like Prince George or inland yeah. Prince George or something like that. Well, and then just given the times we're in now with having to now, do social yeah, distancing, saying, we've all had to close our we've all had to close our clinic doors in Canada. Yeah. So we're not allowed, we're pretty much not allowed to do, I shouldn't say not allowed, it's recommended that we don't yeah. do any in-person treatments. And so our entire business now has shifted to telehealth. Yeah. And in doing so, because it's an area that I have the experience in, I've it's, been teaching other clinic owners how to take their businesses I online. I know that on the webpage, on the webpage, yeah. And the more business owners that do it, the more clients that can continue to be supported through this time as well. And how do you, again, Molly, you can kind of answer, I was just, how do you get, do physiotherapy treatment via telehealth for concussion or for anything really? How do you, here, what, do you, what, what kind of advice can you give via telephone that building can carry out their own physiotherapy session? Yeah, so it depends on the therapist who's doing it and it depends on the client. 
So for me, we use a video conferencing platform. So similar to Skype, okay. but we don't okay. use Skype, but okay. it's a video conference back and forth. Zoom. Then I will pull in other apps and other things that give me objective data. We go through questionnaires, we go through assessment and treatment, and I have the client do things and give me feedback so I can watch their eyes and I can see how they move and all these different things so that I can still give them treatment. The thing is, through telehealth, like in everything, it's a partnership. So the client and the therapist really truly work together to answer questions, to provide feedback, and then to continue to move, give specificity to that treatment plan for that person to still keep moving them forward. Do you find it more difficult than being there with the person saying, do you see their hip move forward or something? You can kind of grab the hip, say, move that back. Or, you know, like touch and give them tactile. It has its limitations, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but there is plenty that you can do in telehealth, especially right now where people were already in active treatment that they could continue to receive treatment to do progressions and change exercise plans that their therapists can do with them through the screen. And then again, for those people is I've done complete assessments through telehealth before, um, simply because people didn't have accessibility at all. And so it gave them a starting point. And my, do you ever do any telehealth sessions with me, maybe not Natasha, or maybe Natasha, I don't know. But anyone do you do any telehealth Concussion treatment? No, I haven't. Um, I when I was still in the clinic, that like that was not a thing. No. <laughs> we didn't do any of that. I have done uh, several months. Natasha and I did a couple coaching calls um, for for me from her that we used. I think we I can't remember what we used it. Maybe um, talked through it that way, so I could start to get kind of and ideas of how to move my recovery forward or how to blend things that I was struggling with. Um, but yeah, that's my only experience with that. Okay. And uh, did you guys have any, you guys had a, a not just webinar, but another, another thing you made, another webinar, do you want to tease webinar a bit more? Tease what you're saying and what you're going to announce or, or maybe not announce, who knows, in the webinar? I think we just, we're keeping some things such a test, but we want people to come to the webinar because we want to be able to give you tactical things that you can leave with and implement. And if you truly implement it, you can start to notice some change. And they are skills that they can leave with that day and start to practice and do. Perfect. And my giving that up. No, I think that sounds great. All I'll say is like a couple of things in particular is just stuff I really wish I would have had people guide me through from the beginning. So I think it was definitely going to be something that people will benefit from and we're super excited about it. That's on Friday, April 10th. Uh, Yes. At 11 a.m. Pacific time. 11 a.m. Pacific time, which is 2 p.m. No, it's, yeah, it's 2 p.m. Eastern time. 3.30 for me. Yeah. But uh, how are you guys? How is uh, how is this whole situation affecting your doing for your clinic and your clients, Natasha? And I guess Molly, you don't have any clients around, do you? No, I feel like social isolation is basically my life. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I've been know. joking not... that like this is the moment I've been training for. <laughs> 
Um, like, Mike, Ma, a ton is different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, you know, I hear you, Molly. I hear you. Um, for me, it's been my clients have been concerned about if they can't come to the clinic or if they're. I have people reaching out to me on social as well that if their if their clinic is closed, right. how do they keep moving forward in their rehab? And so my feedback is one: see if your clinic is doing telehealth, and if they are book a session with your therapist. And then my second answer is join our webinar. <laughs> right. because, because we're going to talk about things that you can still do today without your therapist to keep you moving forward in your recovery. <laughs> so at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, April 10th, where, where should they go if they want to log into webinar? Where should they what website or what Instagram or Facebook? So if, if they go to concussioncompass.com, there will be a place where they can sign up for the webinar. Concussioncompass.com. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Tomorrow be... being, tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow being April, no, March 31st, 31st of. Okay, how about April, starting April 1st? Sorry, okay, I'm getting that's, my dates. That's Wednesday. Yeah, 31 days in there, March, right? Okay, so Wednesday. Starting yeah. Wednesday morning at or Wednesday anytime I guess not just Wednesday it'll Wednesday, be Wednesday. sign up will be available starting Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. Yeah, and guys, I'll also put the link in my bio on my Instagram for anyone who just wants a wants a click. There you go. So go to Molly Parker PT or at Molly Parker PT Instagram or at Natasha dot Wilch yeah. on Instagram yeah. and uh, but yeah, and assume you'll have a. I'll be to get a link to your to the uh, concussioncompass.com sign in page for the webinar. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to mention or any way people can reach out and reach you, reach, reach out to you? I mean, I think, yeah. Uh, the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Who's going? This is my son. Um, they can reach out to, I think, either of us through our Instagram. So at Natasha.Wilch for me and at Molly Parker PT for her. And what's your son's name? This is Hudson. Hi, Hudson. How are you? How are you? I'm Nick. I don't know if you can see me. I'm half lit. My face is like half light <laughs> and not half dark. But like, anyway, uh, great to meet you, Hudson. I watched. I'm gonna watch this. Movie. I'll kill the husband. I love it. Second take. Sorry, guys. That's that's fine. That's fine. I should tell you. Be right there, buddy. Did you guys ever see the guy on the BBC who was like talking about something? North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, we're all BBC dad now. We're all home. Everything we're working from home. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much. That's great. Thank you guys thank so you, much. Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And please be sure to check out the webinar, which you can access via their Instagram pages. Uh, Molly Parker's is at Molly Parker PT, and Natasha Wilch is at Natasha Wilch. And please visit my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages at Concussion Talk. 
and my website where you can find more of my blogs and all of my podcasts, com. I hope you listen again, listen again soon. Thank you so much. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.